welcome to the Wovid Diaries podcast. We talk about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on women's lives and how they've adapted to a brave new world. Neither victims nor superheroes, we give a platform to women from around the globe to share their experience in their own words. I'm your host, Sveta Mardar, and we're here to explore nuances and topics beyond the news headlines. Welcome back to the Wovid Diaries podcast. Today we talk about tying the knot and living as a newlywed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Our guest is Iyari, who is based in Guadalajara, Mexico, and she will be sharing her experiences and learnings from the last year. Welcome, Iyari. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Iyari is 33 and she lives in Guadalajara, Mexico. She's a physiotherapist with a master's degree in cardiac and pulmonary physiotherapy. She has a private practice where she works from Monday to Saturday. Iyari got married last year in February before the COVID pandemic reached Mexico. She loves to travel, read, and go to the movies. Iyari speaks Spanish, English, and a little bit of French. Welcome, Iyari. Hi. Thanks so much for being with us today. For our audience, we are recording on a Sunday, which is apparently Yari's only day off, and also 14th of February, which would be Valentine's Day. Are you celebrating that? No, of course not. We never celebrate Valentine's oh, Day. Good, it's good. I'm glad. to celebrate love <laughs> and friendship. Everybody's out having dinner, breakfast, lunch, whatever saying that they love you, but the day before they fight or the day after. It's just so corny also. It's very cheesy. I just think it's a lot of publicity Mm. and not a lot of feeling, emotion going with the date. No, you need to tick a box. That's how I see it. It's something where you need to be seen to be doing something according to the expectations, whether it's your other half, if you have someone, or if not, to be seen to be conforming to what is expected. Or just so everybody knows that you have friends, right? (laughs) If, if, if you don't have a significant other, then let's just go all our friends with no significant other and do something and let's just show people that we are friends. No, because like, how could you just be a person by yourself? You need to be validated by your circle of friends, right? Otherwise, what is your value? Of course. And I don't agree. I'm going to spend it in my PJ, watching a good movie, doing nothing, resting, or maybe we're going with my in-laws. Ooh, that's... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of in-laws, actually, congratulations. It's been a year, right? Just a year past yes. since your wedding day. Yes, just a year. We made it. You made we it through the it. first year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when I had my second year, which one was hardest. You could say basically that you started with the hardest, surely, and then it can only get better from here, right? Well, that's what people say. But if you ask me, you get married and you're like so much in love that you want to be with that person all day, every day. Perfect. Then you're in lockdown. What's the problem? Yeah. So there's no problem. But then I think it's harder when there's no lockdown. Or maybe when you are 10 years or 40 years of marriage, you're so used to your own dynamic. 
And for example, I have a lot of patients that are 80 years old and they've been together for 40, 50 years. And sometimes they tell me, oh my God, I, I mean, my husband, he's just stick to me, just looking what I'm doing at home because they used to be a woman that they just stay at home with their children and fixing dinner and all that stuff. And the men are the ones that go out and work. But now that they can go out and work and they're old people, retired, and they like to play golf, tennis, whatever. And now they can't because the clubs are closed. And they're like a statue behind the wife in the house watching. What are you doing for dinner? What are you doing for breakfast? And, and they tell me, oh my God, I just want him to go out. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell is he doing here in my kitchen? All the time, <laughs> no break. <laughs> all the time like they just need a hobby do a puzzle or something it wasn't like very hard but everybody's like oh your first year of marriage and you had this pandemic well it wasn't that bad because we're young so he has a lot of work and I have my private practice and I need to go out and um, like I don't I'm not in his business he's not in my business all the time we got married in February you were just hearing about people getting sick in China, not in the rest of the world. So people were able to come, which I feel truly blessed that they were able to come all this way. We had a lot of fun. But then our honeymoon was supposed to be in April. The reason why we did this is because I cannot leave my patients for so long. So I decided, you know what, let's do it in April when... I have like a month and a half working and my patients, they don't feel it that how oh, you're leaving me because they have pain. You know, the thing is that when, when you have pain, you want your doctor to be there with you, knowing that you're going to be there to help with the pain. You cannot leave them for a really long period of time. We booked this amazing cruise to the Caribbean. I've never been in a cruise so that was canceled, right? right? We had this room, not like the interior cabin. No, we had the balcony with the view, right? Because it's our honeymoon. So we have right. to spend a little extra. You have to splash, yes. Yeah, well, no, we were not able to do that. Sometimes I just think that if something had happened before my wedding, I don't know if I was going to go through that. Because I'm a little superstitious or maybe a lot superstitious. Everything was running smooth. The house, the moving, the, the furniture, everything was going great. Everybody was coming. We were so blessed, so happy. And then, oh, you know what? There's COVID, no wedding. We shouldn't yeah. just do this. But then the, the wedding happened. We went to our trip with our friends. It was amazing. And now March. And is when it hit everybody, really. Okay, so we need to close this. We need to close that. Everybody got really nervous. And mm. also they got very scared about COVID at the beginning. I don't want to go to a doctor anymore. I don't have this huge pain, really. I don't have my honeymoon. Now, what do I do? And Alberto, my, my husband, he has a lot of work. I'm home. I hate cleaning. I'm not made to do all this home stuff. I'm not a good housewife. I do like to cook, but that's it. No cleaning, no washing. Anything has to do with soap. But then I'm here doing nothing really because I cannot do Zoom meetings for, for your patients. 
So you're at home being a housewife, which is not what you wanted to. And your husband is either at home, presumably he was working from home, right? How did it affect your couple dynamics? Did you sit down and have conversations about, listen, we are in a pandemic, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be your housewife forever, right? How did you address this? I actually didn't. He just woke up and I woke up and I was like, well, I should just make breakfast, right? So I started, <laughs> we I have started to doing eat. this really big uh, breakfast, the omelette. I didn't know that I was good doing that. I don't like eggs, but he does. So I started doing this huge omelettes with shrimp and spinach and whatever I had at home. I did these little sausages like American breakfast, orange juice and the coffee and the toast. This really big fancy going out breakfast because I have all the time of the world and everything I did from scratch, everything. I didn't know that I had this talent. I didn't prepare for it or anything. I just say, well, I'm going to do what I can do to just be busy. You know what? Go to work, go to your office, I'll make breakfast. Mm. So I did whatever I wanted. And then, hey, honey, the breakfast, come down. But there was this huge breakfast in the table. We're done eating breakfast. Then what should I do next? Well, I have to clean the dishes. It's <laughs> the next logical step. <laughs> you had food, you have to clean the dishes. <laughs> you have food. And then, well, when I was cleaning the dishes, it's like, hmm, what should I make for lunch? Because here in Mexico, we eat big lunches. Yeah, that's a main meal around 2, 3 p.m. If you're done at 10, 11 a.m. of having breakfast, because I like to sleep. Well, I have to make our main meal. So I clean everything and then I start doing the main meal. The whole morning I'm in the kitchen and I make this main meal like huge restaurant dinners. Uh, the pasta and the salad and the meat or the chicken or the fish. Fancy, you know. Is this something you did every day or was that at the start of lockdown? Every day oh, for wow. a month and a half. Very a elaborate. And a half. Yes, because what else to do? And then, oh, we have lunch and then I clean the dishes. You go to work, right? Because you have a lot of work to do. What else should I do? It's dinner is 8, 9 p.m. So, well, I just watched TV. I did the whole Friends series because I didn't have anything else to do. So, well, that was that. And we didn't have our dog. When did the dog come into the equation? Whose idea was it? It was my birthday present ah, from Alberto. Nice. But my birthday is in June. And I was lonely in March and April. In June, I had a lot of work. No time for a dog, really. I don't have time right now to properly take care of a dog. Because end of April, people were just calling me because they couldn't handle the pain anymore. So they started calling me. So the housewife was no longer a housewife because I had a work. I didn't have time to do breakfast anymore, like a proper breakfast, a toast, and let's go. And there you go. <laughs> and then I go because he's working at home. So I'm the one leaving the home. And I do think that it was a little hard on him having this whole housewife taking care of you. And then that sounds like that was his honeymoon. Yes, and then it ended abruptly. <laughs> Very abruptly, because there was four, five, five people calling me, for example. So it was a whole afternoon. So I didn't have time to do a proper meal. 
it was very abrupt for him because then I just woke up, I had a tea, coffee, a toast, and off I go to work in the morning. And he was here by himself. Oh, now I have to make my own breakfast. Oh, right. poor husband. Meanwhile, Iari is like, I am out. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> There's food in the kitchen. Because also I started going to the store. Something else that a good housewife does is you go to the store, you buy everything. There's everything. You do the there, grocery but then, shopping. But then Iyari is starting to work. I don't have time to go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So who starts going grocery shopping? <laughs> who wants to eat, right? Who's hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Who's hungry? <laughs> So now he goes to the grocery store. Sometimes I go on the weekends or on Sunday. And then it gets messy because now I have to make my own stuff. So it kind of started to look like we were just roommates. Interesting, right? He took pictures of my food and sent them to his family. Mm-hmm. Look what Iyari did. But then now Iyari's not doing that anymore. And it was maybe a little bit hard for him. Not for me, right? Because no, you were working. <laughs> You are hard working at your practice. You didn't have time to think about his feelings. No, actually, no. I was so busy at work and he was also very busy. We didn't know how to handle it because there's a lot of things that you have to do in a house. Yeah, just to keep it running. As a place that you both share, where you live, where he works... You can relate if you have roommates. I mean, you don't have to be married to know what is involved in having or sharing a house. Just with roommates, you share a house, you share a place, you have to keep it clean. So we have now someone that helps us with everything. And my mom, she's a teacher. Yeah. So now she's without a job and he's been very active. She doesn't like to just watch TV and do nothing. She's a very active woman. And now she cannot work because of the COVID. She cannot do it at home. And she was working in a public school. And what the government decided to do is we'll do the classes on TV and radio because not everybody has internet connection. They start doing that. So my mom, no longer having a job, you don't have anything to do. She looks at us. Iyari is so busy. She doesn't have time to cook. She doesn't have time to go to the store, anything. So she offers to help me. So she's like, well, if you want, I can cook for you too. And I'm like, really? Yes, of course. I mean, I'm cooking here so I can just help you with the cooking. I'll make extra. and Take away from mom. Yes. And you take it away and you have food, no problem. And I'm like, yes, please. I start work at 8 a.m. and I finish at 9 p.m. At what time do you want me to cook or clean or do home stuff? I don't have time. And at the beginning, when I start working, Alberto is at home. But I don't know if all men are like this or not. He's like having a coffee. And then it's like, oh, I want to have another coffee. Let's go to the kitchen and just make another coffee and grab a new mug. (laughs) Not the one that you have in your desk. No, let's just go and grab another mug. A clean one. So I come from work very tired because my work, it's very physical. And suddenly I see no mugs in my kitchen, (laughs) six mugs in his desk. My God, I mean, I have to clean this five. I mean, we have to clean this. Alberto, please just use one mug. Why using six mugs? So have you been trying to educate him about the economy of mugs? 
Yes, you have to clean them. It's soap, it's water, vital. I don't know if you know, but now I think that like the water is in the stock market or something. How that happened? And then this man using (laughs) four, five, six different mugs. The luxury, the privilege. Yeah, because we have a lot of lakes and water in Mexico. I mean, you have to take care of things. Mm. So those were our little discussions. What are the dynamics now? Have you found better ways to navigate the home, the work, how you come together, the time that you spend together, who takes care of what? It's constantly changing, very dynamic. We also got sick from COVID. I don't want to blame myself, but maybe I was the one. I was of different people. And then you get to know that, oh, my patient has COVID. So I got sick, but I got really sick. I was so tired. I was sleeping like 16, 18 hours a day, sleeping, no hungry or anything. Alberto, he was regular flu sick, four days maximum, and he had a lot of work and I had to stop working and he works from home. And then my dad got sick and he was really sick with pneumonia. He needed to use oxygen and it was horrible because here in Guadalajara, we don't have oxygen. Hospitals are full of people sick from COVID. So we had a really hard time at finding, but we were really, really blessed because we were able to act very fast. We had this uh, oxygen the same day that he dropped his uh, oxygen saturation. So we were able to get an oxygen and a concentrator also. We spent Christmas, everybody in their house. My mother-in-law, she's so nice. She made our Christmas dinner for my parents and for Alberto and I. I mean, she was so, so nice. So I tried to fix dinner, you know, with the fancy dishes that we have and everything to make it special. Because Alberto and I, when we were thinking of the whole family having a Christmas dinner together, right? And then it was just Alberto, Roma, and I. Instead of a big traditional Christmas dinner that you would have normally had, you just had the, the two of you and the dog. Yeah. For our first year of marriage, I think that was something really good. I don't see the pandemic as something bad for a newlywed because you get to know each other. You can't go out really. So you have to really talk to the person that you have in front of you. You leave the phone on the side and you are really having a connection with the person. So we get to talk. And now to answer your question, the dynamic now, I think that it's really good for us because we were able to manage it. He stays at home. If I can, I'll make breakfast. My mom helps with the dinner, which is their lunch that we don't have together. And then at night, it's when we really spend our quality time. So we make dinner together. We wash the dishes together. And I do the laundry dinner it's our time to be together we sleep together we wake up in the morning together if he wants to stay in bed because i i wake up earlier but i always kiss him goodbye and wish him a great day and if i can i'll leave notes have a great day and those little things it's what makes the love just be there i think just those little things where you don't actually need to they spend money So small gestures actually 
count a lot as opposed to go and splash on a fancy dinner somewhere or buy an expensive gift. What you found was actually that one, you were able to spend that Christmas differently to what you expected, but in a way that you made it special. And New Year's. And New New Year's, Year's, right? right? And in terms of day to day, you are spending the time mostly apart because you're both working, but you make time for each other. So you make your evening time together and that's quality time. And then you have your little touches of here's a note. For example, I leave table set up for him and I tell him there's this, this and this to eat. I hope you enjoy it. And I think that that's something that helps build Mm. the relationship. Today, because it's our first Valentine's Day together as a couple, and we've been in a lockdown, and I've been out most of the time. So I bought him like chocolate and a just happy Valentine's Day and a handmade note when we just woke up. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. And I know that he didn't have anything prepared for me. And I didn't do it because I was expecting something in return. But I just wanted to do something different that makes it special, our first Valentine's, even though I really don't celebrate the date just because it was the first one don't get too Uh, excited excited (laughs) i think that when you don't expect things it's when you really appreciate them more tell me about the dog is the dog your third family member who takes care of the dog who is responsible and how does that play in the relationship okay that's a great question i love animals I always had a dog in my parents' house. We have a dog, a cat, we had parrots, but I was not expecting a dog as a birthday gift. I didn't want to have a dog. Dogs are never unwanted, but I wasn't expecting it. It's not like, oh, I want a dog and please buy me a dog and please let's just adopt a dog. No, because it's a lot of responsibility. It's like a baby. It's it's a baby, a dog. It's a baby. You have to teach the dog where to poo, where to pee, where to do all their stuff. And I don't have time, but I love dogs. So she's my baby. She's a spoiled dog. She misbehaved. She started to chew the furniture. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. That's what dogs do though. That's in their job description. Well, no, not my furniture. So what I did, I just put chili in the furniture. She stopped. She stopped. Oh, that's a very Mexican cure for that problem. Of course, but (laughs) I wasn't able to see the face. I wanted Mm. to. I didn't, but whatever. What are your husband's responsibilities then with the dog? Who takes the dog for a walk? He does. He does. Okay. So that's part of They run together. There's their activity. They run together. Sometimes we both go to the park. Usually the one that has that responsibility of uh, walking the dog or running with the dog is Alberto. That's the husband. I'm the mean one. What I'm thinking is that we have children. I'm going to be the witch. He's going to be the one that takes them out and so nice. And I'm the one that is going to be grounding them. And you're going to be the bad cop. He's going to be the good cop. And so would it be fair to say that that's one thing you've learned? Which one of you is going to be the good parent, bad parent? The other day I caught myself saying this. Rama, why are you peeing in the stairs? Shalala, shalala. And the dog is with the tail underneath. Trembling. And then I was like, Alberto, don't say anything to the dog. Don't even pet her. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, okay, that's me as a mom. Is the dog basically training for when you have kids? 
I think so, yes, but I'm spoiling the dog. It's the trial and error. So you're learning these things by yourself about the responsibilities, how you're handling things, stress, yes. punishment, yes. that kind of stuff. That you so I to. won't do that with my children. No. You know, you know who's going to spoil your children? The grandparents. That's how it that's normally right. works. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's how it works. What would you say that you have learned about yourself since the pandemic? Do you see yourself differently to how you saw yourself a year ago, both in relation to the pandemic, but also having had this one year experience as a married woman, having to go through a bit more intense experience than maybe you were thinking the first year would be? Well, definitely. We had already a dynamic, even though we didn't live together. Pretty much our dynamic before, it's the same as it is now. Mm. I go to work and he was the one that at night, he come and get me to take me home. That's the dynamic that we had, but I didn't know that I was able to be this housewife. That's what I learned. I, I didn't know that I was able to cook this fancy meals, not even for me, because when I lived by myself in London, I cooked and everything, but not like this. And I also learned that it's not that bad to be a housewife. I actually enjoy it. It's not bad to take care of someone that you love and also you're taking care of yourself. But I, I definitely love my job. But I also like to be a housewife and I like sometimes just to wake up and fix breakfast and, and make it special. What I learned is that you have to share responsibilities with or without the pandemic. And that makes it kind of even because we both work and you cannot say that my work is harder than his work because they are totally different. His job is just being in front of a computer, sitting down, reading things. I don't know what he does basically, but whatever. It's a very tiring job to be in front of the computer. And then I'm out. I'm not just in four walls, but my job is standing up. It's doing, I pressure moving, caring. But we agree that just one day a month, stay home and do nothing. So I can just be in my bed watching a silly movie, whatever, and doing nothing really nothing for me. And then all the other days, because he's sitting down and I don't want him to be inactive. Something that I learned in, my, in the master's is that the chair kills. I'm making an effort to go out and walk and run and go on the bicycle because I don't want him to be sitting down or sedentary. So are you guys working out together then? Are you doing yeah. some active stuff together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we go out to the park, we throw the ball to the dog, we walk together. And even though I'm very tired of my legs, I do it. You can also go for a walk and talk and have this conversation of what are your plans? What are you doing? And for example, for our anniversary, we went to this fancy restaurant and we just leave the phone aside and we start talking about plans, how we see ourselves together, what we want to do, what I want to do, if he wants to do it too. To summarize, Yeli, what would be your top three tips for newlyweds? What would you yes. advise? top three things will be communication. And along with communication comes respect. You have to be respectful on the way that you're communicating yourself. That's basic for any type of relationship. Also, little details. 
not every day, just once in a while having these little details and having a, a hobby that you can do together. It could be walking, playing cards, just find an activity that you can do together to spend the time together and be together and sharing responsibilities. I think that sharing responsibilities, having a good communication and having a hobby together, that's the main key. And not, not only for newlyweds, for any people that it's been 10, 15, two years, three years marriage, I think. Those three are the key points to nurture a relationship. I love that you managed from your one year of marriage to actually summarize and give our listeners a few key advice that actually apply throughout, I guess, the years. And it's not just for recent new couples, for newlyweds. It's actually for anyone who is in a relationship that they want to nurture in the long term and they want to make sure that it evolves and that it continues to be something that fulfills and brings joy in their life. Absolutely, good communication is key and having respect for each other and bring those little gestures and details and every now and again that can make all the difference pick up a hobby or an activity that you can do together when it's just about the two of you so that the whole world, it just doesn't exist, but it's a time that you can use for your quality time and to continue to build the relationship and sharing responsibility as in any healthy relationship that is key. Thank you so much for sharing, Iari. And thanks for being with us today and uh, being very generous with your experience and with your advice. Uh, thank you so thank much. You. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I had a really, really good time. And I hope that this helps everybody. Once again, thanks so much for being with us today. Mm. And to our listeners, thank you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wowit Diaries. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Wowit Diaries to find out more about the project and hear the latest news. Leave your comments and ideas for our next episodes. Talk to you soon. Bye.